Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Amankor, and each week we will bring you an important message as we explore how to detox toxic relationships. The aim of this podcast is for you to unlock your own inner knowing, your own inner greatness, so you can know how to heal from the impact of a toxic relationship, so you can get back on track and live your best life. After all, we are all worthy of loving our life. Hi, so today we're going to be looking at giving. How important is this in toxic relationships? I I think this is vital. We really need to explore this today. Are you someone that wants to give in the world? Are you someone that wants to make people feel better? Really reflect on this today um, with me. You know, what kind of personality have you got? Do you want to have, have you always wanted to have a purpose, a mission in life where you can actually give into the world and make it a better place? Do you like spark up and feel good every time you know that you've given something to someone or you've seen someone grow and develop or feel better? Does that make you feel better about yourself? Because that is like, if you're someone that's got a service mentality, that you want to serve others, you want to make a difference, you want to contribute into the world, and you're a giving individual, you really, really, truly got to make sure that you look around your relationships and look at the ones that are actually making you give to exhaustion. It's really important because toxic relationships thrive when they're with people, you know, that are giving. Narcissists thrive when they're with people that are always giving to them, making them feel better, concerned about them. You know, if you're giving nature, you've got empathy, you're someone that wants to, you know, come out into the world and do something of purpose and you get stuck in a toxic relationship, it will exhaust you. You'll have to look at your, your your energy levels and see, you know what, maybe I'm just tired because, and maybe I can't do the things that I used to do and I don't have the energy that I used to do because I'm in a toxic relationship and it's actually draining everything out of me. I'm thinking about it all the time. I'm trying to work out how to manage it all the time. You know, it's really time to actually look at your relationships and think, what relationships am I giving so much in and actually not allowing myself to be replenished so that I can actually do what it is that make, brings me joy, brings me love and gives me energy to actually keep going out and keep doing more in the world. So, once upon a time, if there was a time where you really wanted to make change your life, transform your life, and you had the energy and the go-getting side of you that really wanted to actually make a difference, and you could, you know, you felt like you were going places, you really believed in yourself and trusted in yourself and knew that you could actually do and fulfill your dreams, that you could achieve stuff and it was exciting and you felt the energy around that 
You know, you felt like you have power, you have purpose, you had a mission in life, and you believed and trusted in your own capability, your own skills and talents. Then perhaps you've got into a toxic relationship, and that over time has depleted that feeling of being able to achieve. Perhaps you feel like you're procrastinating a lot more, that you're not clear, you feel stuck in your life, you don't know what direction you want to go in, you don't know what it is that you want to do. In fact, you've stopped believing and trusting in your own ability, in your own capability. And you feel like you're being, you just feel like you're just surviving on a day-to-day level and you don't really know how to get back to your old self. And perhaps you've got an amazing job um, and you're able to manage yourself just about in your job, but actually you don't have the drive and ambition like you used to. You're just sort of hanging in there. You're hoping that your previous work that you've done there will help pull you through, but you just don't have that spark and that um, uh, creativity that you used to and that feeling of being alive that you used to. If that's you and you're a giving person, it could be that you're in a toxic relationship where you are feeling or you're become 100% responsible for that relationship. I really want you to stop for a moment and think about your relationships as a whole. Are you someone that gives more than your 50% share in a relationship? Because relationships are all about being only responsible for your 50% of the relationship. You're going about your business, you're being who you are, authentically you. And there'll be times (coughs) where you say stuff that you feel, you know, oh my gosh, I've triggered that person. And then you feel responsible for that relationship or you feel responsible for how they reacted. The truth is you're only responsible for your half of the relationship. And as long as on on a daily basis, you're doing your best in that relationship to be loving, to be considerate, to be giving, that you're doing your part, but allowing that other person to be responsible for their half of the relationship. If they're behaving badly, enabling them to be responsible for their half without taking the full responsibility of our relationship on board. Unfortunately, when we're in a toxic relationship, we take 100% of that relationship on board. We take responsibility for them as a whole onto us as well. And hence why it's absolutely exhausting. What happens then is when we've been when we're in relationships that are toxic, now, you know, we actually get sick. You know, that's the whole point of being in a toxic relationship. It actually makes us sick. You know, it actually is like, a, you know, imagine it being in a toxic relationship, just like catching flu or getting COVID. You actually become sick around that person, you know, in that relationship. You're not the same person. And hence why you can actually get sicker and sicker and sicker. Toxic relationships actually impact the way our brain functions. We become more triggerable, you know. But also, 
it's a high level of stress being in a toxic relationship because the truth is you don't know when they're going to have a tantrum. Narcissists are developmentally stuck. Yeah, they're probably around the age of two to six developmentally. Hence, they don't have the ability to actually um, manage their own um, emotional outbursts. Hence why they're so utterly ridiculous the way they, they operate and highly manipulative as well. They are going to have tantrums every time they're triggered. They're not able to manage or self-reflect and then think about the impact that it's going to have on somebody else and then monitor themselves or, you know, manage themselves so that they, they don't upset other people unknowingly. The other problem that narcissists have is that they don't have the empathy. They're they're developmentally stuck where they have no empathy or very little empathy or, you know, inconsistent empathy for, for the other person. Hence why it's understandable that you would get sick over time because it's such a stressful scenario. The thing is, our body creates chemicals when we're in relationships, things like oxytocin, you know, that oxytocin is super high when we're in a narcissistic relationship because they're actually love bombing us in the first phase. They're giving us so much love, so much oxytocin is generated in our bodies from being in that relationship. And then the second thing that they will do is they'll always have a sob story. Most narcissists will have a sob story. They will be a victim of some sort because they genuinely believe they have they are victims of um, not having their own way all the time, not having enough, not having people around them that give them enough. And so they will have a sob story to tell. And because they have that sob story, you will actually, if you're a giving person, be put into a position where you can give to that person somehow. Maybe it's advice. Maybe it's helping them calm down. Maybe it's helping them manage their emotions. Whatever it is in the way that they are asking you to give so that they can um, control you. At that point in the love bombing phase, when you're being love bombed and then you're able to give to them, it's actually going to create a high level of oxytocin. Because if you're a giving a giving person, you've got to understand that every time you give, it makes you feel better in normal relationships. <laughs> but when you're giving in a toxic relationship, you can give to exhaustion that actually you feel totally depleted. If you're giving and you're feeling completely depleted, it's probably because you're in a toxic relationship. You're not actually seeing a change. So hence why you're not getting replenished. You're not being able to be, you know, you're not replenished in that relationship. Giving is so important in life, right? Being of service because it enables us to have a purpose. It enables us to have meaning. It enables us to feel like we've got a reason to be in the world, that we're making a difference. Being a giving person is so vital and so important. However, 
what you have to do if you're a giving person is actually look at the person that you're giving to and all your relationships and make sure you're only giving 50% of that relationship. You are not taking 100% responsibility for that relationship as a whole. Because if you're taking 100% responsibility, it's like anything, you know, if we become really responsible people, and we stop receiving, things become like it, it becomes serious, we become serious, we stop having fun, you know, we stop feeling like we can go out and have fun, we feel like we have to be responsible for everything. It's really vital that you look at your relationships and make sure that you can see whether you're being 100% responsible for that relationship. Because the truth is the narcissist wants you to feel 100% responsible for the relationship as a whole. So that you're constantly giving and they are constantly taking. That's the problem with narcissistic relationships. And that's why you do feel like you're absolutely exhausted. And that's why it's so hard to get out of a narcissistic relationship because you're so exhausted towards the end once you start to realize what's happening. And the way to actually get yourself a power back is to try and get some space away from the toxic relationship. Just see that being in that toxic relationship is actually making you sick. So any time away from that person space away, thinking, if you're thinking, you're doing other stuff that's away and that you're healing, actively trying to heal yourself, just like you would if you had COVID, you'd actually sleep more, you take some paracetamols maybe, you'd drink more water, you might take more vitamins, you might, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, do other things and go and see a doctor treat being in a toxic relationship very much the same. You need to find out what the symptoms are going to be. You need to find out, you know, what this disease is, you know, you've got to understand what the narcissist is, and then take responsibility for your own healing and stop being responsible for that person, because you're not responsible for that person. You can't make things better for them. They are responsible for their own healing, just like you are responsible for your own healing. So if you're someone that's really giving, it's really important to understand that personality disorders damage people. You have to understand how to deal with it, you know, and understand the impact that the narcissist is having on you. So start becoming more self-aware of how you are feeling rather than how the narcissist is feeling. Because what's happened over time is that your focus has changed completely from focusing on yourself and understanding and having self-reflection on yourself to focusing on what the narcissist feels and then trying to change yourself to suit the narcissist yeah, in that relationship. So the self-reflection is still happening. You're probably still analyzing and still, you know, blaming yourself and analyzing and trying to change how you are, maybe certain words that you're using, um, you know, but it's all about changing the focus away from the, what the narcissist thinks to how 
Is that person, that narcissist actually impacting me? How do I feel in my body? How do I feel every time I hear certain things? How do I feel every time they enter the room? So you can become aware of the impact that they are having on you rather than you being concerned about the impact that you are having on them. So you really need to change that. You need to start becoming aware of that and then only be responsible for 50% of a relationship. The if they want to go into a tantrum, remember, they're only, you know, they're developmentally um, stuck. So they're between the age of two and six. So don't change who you are just because they are going to have a tantrum. It's about you finding space to actually heal yourself, understand who they are, and understanding the traits of a narcissist, you know, because they are going to do what they're going to do. They are, you know, they don't have the ability to regulate themselves. I'm just going to quickly go through, you know, what is a narcissist um, in a bit more detail and the types of narcissists so you can get a bit more awareness. And then I'll tell you a little bit more about what you can do in your healing journey to actually start healing yourself to, um, you know, really start connecting with who you truly are and your own power. Narcissists are um, have a lack of empathy. They're either inconsistent or they have a complete lack of empathy. So they can't understand what's going on with you, you know. Hence why if they are being mean or having a tantrum, you know, a lot of the time they're not even aware of how you're feeling or the impact that it's having on you. So, you know, they, they're not aware, they don't understand you, they, and you know that to a degree, you feel like they just don't, they don't get you, they don't know you, um, they don't understand you, and on some level, even though they tell you they know you and things like that, it's not true, they don't know you, they don't have the ability to empathise and understand or step into your shoes to actually get to know you. Narcissists have a real big fear, fear of abandonment, of being rejected, a huge fear, and hence why they are so easy to be triggered. Um, they have a huge fear. So, you know, don't be surprised if they, you know, put that on you, they have, you know, put guilt on you, shame on you, or make you feel really bad about leaving them. Um, because they, the biggest fear is abandonment and a fear of rejection. Narcissists are grandiose. They think they're, you know, this huge look at me kind of person. You know, I'm better than everybody else. They are entitled. They believe they're entitled to have things, whatever it is, you know, um, at special to them. And everybody else should be doing something different. Very superficial, very sort of, um, there's no real depth. It's like the empty balloons that you need to just keep filling up over and over again. Um, they just don't have the ability to self-reflect. Hence why if they are, you know, act, if their fear of abandonment or their shame is activated, they can't actually look at it. So they will just, um, you know, project it onto you. Um, they're very egocentric. They're always seeking validation and admiration. They want to control situations, hence why they're, you know, they're bullies. Um, they're hypersensitive to criticism. You cannot say even the smallest thing, they will just blow up like a two-year-old or a tantrum, you know. 
they're very difficult they don't find it well they cannot regulate their emotions they're very they find it very difficult and the real challenge for them is that they they can't have intimacy because they can only focus on their own needs and getting their own needs met they're not able to you know think about other people's needs and everybody else is convenient to having their own needs met and if you're a giving person the hardest thing you're going to find of actually getting out of the relationship is that you feel this need to give and this person makes you feel like you need to give more to them and that you aren't giving enough and that you're not a giving person and you want to prove constantly that you are a giving person because you are deep down you know you are and you can't help yourself but give their goals are very superficial they only care about what other people will think of them and want to be liked rather than anything meaningful Whereas the difference between them and you is that you really want to give, you want to give in the world. But the problem you've got is that if you just give to a narcissist, you're using all your energy into giving into something that will never be filled up. There's absolutely nothing you can do. You could 100% dedicate your whole life to this person and it won't be enough. Whereas if you had a cause or a mission or a purpose, you could actually really get so much more out of that because every time you give, you would actually receive so much satisfaction. You'd receive so much um, joy and love from seeing other people prosper, from the, the difference that you are making into the world. So I also wanted to go through the types of um, narcissists as well, so that you've got some sort of understanding on that. You know, there's grandiose that, you know, most people associate with um, narcissists and they're very open, like, you know, it's all about look at me and they take up the room and space in the room and they're very confident. But you also get the covert narcissists that, oh my gosh, they're, they are just, you know, absolutely exhausting you know, they will make you feel sorry for them straight away. And you want to give, give and give to them. And they will just suck you dry. They're very passive aggressive, um, very masterful of that. You feel quite confused by them straight away. You get feel, you feel completely confused by them. Then you get communal narcissists that, you know, they get supplied by doing nice things for other people. They are totally admired. And but if you're in a relationship with this person, you know that they're actually not a very nice person. But everybody thinks they're amazing because they're probably saving elephants and doing this, that and the other. You also get the malignant narcissist that is quite callous, cold, very dangerous, um, you know, uh, you know, bordering on psychopathic, you know, so so, you know, they're obviously very, they're just terrible as well. And then you get the self-religious, um, righteous, sorry, um, that are very moral, they're great. But, you know, to be around these people, you're con constantly being judged, criticized, and it's so difficult to be around these people. Hence why they are toxic. All these people are toxic. They will make you sick. And, you know, like I said, they're like empty balloons. You can keep giving, 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 and they're totally depleted again. It's like you can't work out how to give enough to these people so that they'll be okay. You will get exhausted and you would have used up all your energy, all your 
all your goodness into something that just gets depleted constantly. So, you know, it's really important to actually look at how you can actually give into the world where you can actually receive and get replenished by receiving, by seeing people thrive and feeling good about yourself so that you can give more. So look, if you're someone that wants to genuinely heal so you can thrive, um, one thing that you need to do is to get space away from the toxic environment and start looking at how do you heal. You need to heal yourself like you have got a disease or or, uh, an illness where you actually heal your body because you're exhausted, you need time to rest, you probably do need to look at vitamins, are you drinking enough water, all that physical side. But then you need to heal yourself on an emotional side as well. You know, you need to look at your relationships as a whole and start putting boundaries and stuff in place. And the only way you can really put boundaries, etc., in place are by looking at relationships as a whole and thinking, I was never taught how to create boundaries. I was never taught. It's just a knowledge gap I've got that I don't know how to put boundaries in place. And then actually create a lot more self-love in your life. Forgive yourself, you know, bring understanding to yourself, give to yourself that understanding, that love, that compassion that you are doing for others. Give it to yourself for a period of time so that you can then start to heal. And the third thing is, you know, go and see a doctor, go and see an expert, come and talk to me, you know, connect with me and see if you want to be part of this Heal to Thrive program. Um, because, you know, each one of us do does need to see a doctor sometimes and just make sure that we're getting the support, you know, from the right people. Because the truth is your friends won't truly understand what you're going through. You need to connect with other people that are going through a similar situation to you so that you can heal alongside them. And also talk to, you know, experts, um, you know, people that can look at the core wounds that you might have that use, you know, that you, why you feel like you need to give so much into the world and maybe to the wrong people. You know, if you have the self-love, you can then direct all the giving that you want to give in a way that is purposeful and um, in a way that helps you feel like you're making a difference and you're being of service into the world. I really hope this helped and I'm sending you so, so much love um, on your healing journey and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Sending you so much love in the meantime.